Hey, hey, happy Cinco de Mayo. Today is May 5th, 2023, and in the United States, it's a cause for celebration. It's customary to go out with friends and have a celebratory beverage or two. So I hope you get to celebrate uh, either today or this weekend. And also, it is the weekend for Kentucky Derby. So lots of uh, options there for the weekend. If you celebrate, be safe and take care. And uh, yeah, enjoy the show. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, hello, this is Mirella Kale, your location gal, and you're on my podcast, Fire Chat with Mirella, life and real estate tips and hacks. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in. This is Fire Chat with Mirella podcast, life and real estate tips and hacks to share with you because it's about life until it's about real estate. Grab a tea, coffee, or hot chocolate, and let's chat. How is the market? Hot real estate news, pro tips, interviews, insights, and fan facts for balance and empowerment, including mindfulness meditation and food for thought Sundays. And do subscribe to Fire Chat with Marilla podcast on your favorite platform so you don't miss any future episodes. Thank you, and thanks for listening. How is the market on this uh, Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, 2023? Uh, We just uh, received a new report uh, that is going to um, give us a good um, gauge on what's going on. And at the same time, um, I know that in our marketplace, uh, what we have here is still very low inventory, even though it seems like we have an uptick in new listings coming on. And so people have more confidence in terms of what they want to do. And at the same time, you know, it's still not what it needs to be to meet any of the demand. The demand is really high. And a lot of properties are receiving multiple offers and or are going off the market pretty quickly um, going into contracts. So, um, you know, the demand is there. The buyers are definitely back in the in the marketplace. And, you know, because the selection of these listings is not so wonderful, sometimes you will find um, homes that will sit on the market for a while. Um, the good news is you can also find homes that may be priced uh, very competitively uh, because the owners need to move on and they don't want to put in a lot of money into uh, sprucing up the property. Although there are ways to, you know, if this is something that's completely needing a revamp, a rebuild, then that's a different story. But if it needs sprucing up, there there are things we can do. We have special concierge programs that can help, by the way, if you're looking to put your house on the market. Um, And I'm sure your realtor will also have some solutions. And if you're not um, sure or if you need help, uh, drop me a note at relocationgal.gmail.com and I'll see what we can do, how we can help. Um, So the report came out and um, 
so we're looking at April numbers now, and this is for Santa Clara County, which is local here in Silicon Valley. It's important to keep it in perspective since this report is comparing year over year numbers. And, um, you know, we had an anomaly basically in the last two or three years with, with the prices really going really high off the charts, historically very high, historically incredibly high demand and bidding wars and things of that sort that went on in the last two and three years. So, you know, that is not something that is going to be normal forever. And of course, there is a shift and a correction. However, what is interesting is when you dig down and you look at the bar graphs, and now that we have a comparison um, going over several months this year already in 2023, we can see that actually the median price is now again climbing up uh, quite high up uh, from in the last three months, for example. So it's going way back up quite dramatically. And so even though the, the difference between last year's median price and this year's median price in Santa Clara County is 7% difference, so it's lower than last year. However, when we compare how high it went in the three months, it's a dramatic, uh, you know, increase. And so, um, you know, looking at the numbers, actually, we can see that in February, the median price was 1.260. In March of this year, it was 1.425. And of course, now it's at 155, uh, 1.55. So um, that is the trend. The trend is going up. So it's not going down, right? So, um, and that is consistent with the demand that we see and the low inventory that we continue to experience um, in the market uh, over here and also in um, pretty much all the markets all over the place, all over the United States, we keep hearing that same story. So that's kind of the gist of it um, that I think it's important to, to you know, um, look at in those terms because um, you can't just look at it by itself and look at the numbers and say, oh, you know, from last year, these are the differences and they're the changes in the, in this, in the down direction. But when you look at all the data and the data for this year, it looks like it's already uh, on that climb. So definitely um, very interesting numbers and data. And, um, you know, uh, they're looking up, they're looking like things are um, going uh, in the right direction. Looking at year over year, we have new listings that have dropped year over year, about 31%. Um, the average, let's see, the closed sales are down about 50% from last year. The median sales price is down by 7% to 1.5 million, right? <laughs> That's the drop, right? Um, so, uh, the total volume, of course, uh, along, along, uh, that same, uh, trend is 1.45 billion, which is 53% year over year.
And the average days on market is up by 90% year over year. Now, let's keep, let's keep this in perspective, okay? Because that means that the average days on market are a whopping 19 days, <laughs> which is, you know, it's almost 100% more time than, um, than last year. However, you know, 19 days is nothing, right, uh, comparatively. And so that means that last year it was 10 days, which is crazy for an average number of days to be on the market. Um, more normal numbers would be like 30 days, you know, that would be, you know, a great, a great uh, number of days, actually 30, even 40 days, you know, in a more normal market. But we are nowhere near that. We are not even near any balanced market yet. Now, with our median sales price in this area, you know, going down to 1.5 million, right? It's still a huge number for especially first-time home buyers. And luckily, there are programs to assist. And a lot of the times people don't realize they don't have to have the full always 10 or 20% down, even though that's always preferable when um, when looking at offers, right? This is what, what uh, people are looking at. However, there are other ways to do this. So, um, so there's that. Now, uh, there were a couple of interesting bar graphs in the report also. So on the median sales price, for example, if you look at the prices uh, from, you know, last year and um, compare them. And here's the thing. What we need to remember and we need to remind ourselves is the last couple of years, two, three years were not normal years. Okay. They are completely out of, you know, norm. So so we can't really say that this situation now is really not normal because it, it is shifting. It is, you know, um, evening out and uh, correcting, right? Um, and at the same time, you know, it was so out, you know, off the charts before, literally, that... Um, any correction is going to be, uh, you know, pretty drastic when you look at it. At the same time, it's not, you know, it's actually going, the trend is actually climbing back up. So if you're looking at the median sales prices for Santa Clara County, according to this report, um, in 2021, that median sales price was in December 1.415 million, whereas in 2022, in December, it was 1.3. Then in January, you can we can see the pricing go up again um, in 2023, just a little bit. Then it dropped again in February, quite drastically. Then it came back up um, in March. We're still talking, you know, it was 1.425 in March. In February, it was 1.260. In January, 1.325. And comparatively, of course, it was less than, than the year previously, right? And the previous year. In April, it was, um, it went up quite a bit again. So uh, it's up from where it was in March, considerably and the difference is 
basically shrinking between last year and this year. So you can see a 7% gap or difference between last year's uh, median price and this year's median price. So that gap is, seems to be closing, you know, again, because again, the demand is up. Now, as far as the rates go, you know, of course, they have uh, an effect on um, and also any banking, you know, uncertainty and, and banks um, not uh, doing well had um, an impact on consumer confidence and how they were looking at things. And um, that, you know, is reflected in uh, the median sales price. If you look by month from, uh, let's say, Last year in January 2022, you can see that um, the pricing was actually was down from the previous month or two or three months. However, then it shot up uh, quite a bit in February, then it went way up in March um let's see march seems to be peaking at that's actually not march april um april is actually the peak in 2022 and not march at 1.620 um and then it goes down uh and it keeps going down 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 pretty much till Let's see, this says August, August, September, October held pretty steadily there. Um, and uh, but it's it's lower at 1.350 in November, then it went down in December again, 1.3 in January, went up slightly to 1.325. February, it went down again, 1.260. In March, it went up, shot up quite a bit, 1.425. And now here we are for April of 2023 at 1.55. So very interesting trends. Now, I also came across this chart um, on the inter internet because I was looking for a visual representation of how the rates were fluctuating in history over the years because we know that you know it's all cyclical and it's always going to be up and down and in the long term if you invest in real estate it eventually always the trajectory is go, going up with the rates if you look at this historical 30-year mortgage rates chart the source is from freddie mac pmms and it is from the mortgagereports.com. It's from 1971 to 2023. I wonder if you can take a guess what the average rate is since 1971. So because we got used to all these rates being so crazy low, like in the fours, threes, twos, right? Well, the average for this time period is definitely not any of these numbers guess what it is and it's gonna sound you know high because we are now conditioned to think that it was really high but this is the average from 1971 to 2023 and that average is 7.75 percent since 1971 the average historical 30-year mortgage rate 
is 7.75%. So if you look at this, you know, this graph, you're going to see it go up and up in 1980, you know, go up very high to like 17%. And it then drops and goes up and and down, down, up and down, up and down, right? A little bit, just a little bit. And then really reaches that bottom there with the rates being crazy low in the last few years. And then correcting, going up and climbing up at this moment. So there are many things that are, you know, um, to take into consideration with this. This is not the only thing, obviously. However, um, lenders and you know even though nobody has the crystal ball they say hey you know what don't get hung up on rates because with rates if you enter the market um, you can always refinance at a later time so there are ways to go around it there is a way to buy down the rate there is a way to to help buyers and sellers in this respect so um, always, you know, reach out if you if you need any help, if you need um, a consultation with the lender, um, let me know and um, drop me a note at relocationgal.gmail.com and I will connect you. So, you know, your solutions and your options, you know, um, it's not always one solution. It could be, you know, sometimes selling is a solution, for example, and sometimes it is not. But you need to know the scenarios and all the options. And without having answers to your questions, you don't know what these options may be. And our job here is to help you find these answers and solutions. So please don't hesitate to reach out if you need any help. And um, we'll connect you or we'll help you or, or see if we can help you come up with a solution. Okay, already then and moving on. So... Uh, the outlook looks great for this year and let's keep it that way and let's keep focusing on that and moving forward. All right. And please drop me a note if you'd like to receive a full report um, at relocationgal at gmail.com. Food for Thought Sunday starts now. The other day, I came across a really good post from Russell Brand. Um, he's a well-known entertainer and comedian, um, and he's also very public about his recovery from addictions and his journey, and he's created a remarkable f following and um shares a lot of his own experiences uh, very genuinely openly um with lots and lots of people who um you know rely on his input when they're going through their own journeys and they can be very difficult and um you know in this world um nowadays i think it's so important to have um different perspectives and to tap into different people's perspectives on 
um, things that he's talking about that are difficult to talk about and address. And especially in today's world where we see so much aggression, so much violence, um, so much un- uncertainty and, you know, things changing from hour to hour, day to day, sometimes um, going at us really fast. Um, you know, it, it's a challenge to cope. And also we have our own things to deal with on top of it. So um, he's talking in this particular post and he's talking about triggering and um it's, you know, he tends to talk for quite a while when he does these posts usually. And um, this is not a funny post in particular because he does a lot of funny bits as well. He's, he's a gifted comedian. And in this case, he is very serious about it because it is a serious subject. And um, I just think, you know, he does a brilliant job um, tackling uh, this and especially in our society today and um there are several things he mentions and you know by the way um everyone can benefit from uh hearing this perspective and kind of seeing you know where he's going with it because it doesn't have to be a huge uh particular problem with addiction to a particular thing or um, thing in your life. I think if you look at it from a more general perspective, um, we each have that. We each have something that may trigger uh, a reaction. And what I loved particularly about what he said is that um, you, you know, in order to cope with these things, we need to take um, more responsibility in terms of seeing ourselves uh, not as, you know, uh, kind of dependent children on triggers and um, things and people on the outside of ourselves. And he's really bringing in this introspection, saying, you know, we need to be careful what we are exposing ourselves to. He just really brings the point home to be aware of the, our interactions of living in this world and how much we are um, exposed to. He also talks about the value of meditation. And, you know, it's along with this, it's a kind of introspection, but also it helps us slow down uh, in the moment. And, um, you know, I remembered about my own mindfulness meditation that I need to tap into more. And I actually have a episode, I believe it's number nine. Um, and it um, takes you on a short, like five minute mindfulness meditation. And um, I noticed that I've started doing some of the things actually he's talking about with, you know, focusing more, like if I am working on something in particular, um, I will use my tools with technology that kind of help me focus. And there's on the iPhone, we have different options uh, to to utilize this. And um, it really helps um, to control, for example, the number of notifications and things like that. So he's in part talking about the, you know, the world today. And um, you can sort of um, 
filter through the things that are directed at you for a particular reason, like an advertisement, you know, or, um, you know, everything that we see, a lot of it aims at an emotional response. And that emotional response can trigger something in all of us. And a lot of it comes from childhood. It could be um, some, you know, trauma. It could be something later on in life. And he's saying some very profound things. And in terms of, um, you know, advice, uh, what I love about what he's saying is like, you know, when we become a parent, for example, you know, we, it's time he realized to become his own parent, so to speak, like, he needs to be the parent to the child or or whoever was before that got triggered or, you know, was easily swayed. Um, And he knows that, um, you know, he, this is how he maintains control. And of course, you know, I, recommend that you go listen to his own words because he really puts it together very well. Uh, Yeah, Russell, I I am very impressed with his journey. I've seen uh, kind of, you know, over the years, um, him change and and really kind of harness um, all this inner strength. And um, it's very, very admirable what he's done, I think. And I hope, you know, his journey continues and that he brings lots of um, introspection and, um, you know, just uh, reflection to people that, especially who need it uh, the most. And and everyone needs it to an extent. We all need it. Uh, we all get triggered. I'm sure everyone has something in their lives. And I think this introspection and uh, being able to stop, take a, you know, take a breath um, and just understand our uh, reactions, emotions, and, you know, ultimately how we end up in the world, in our own world, will depend on a lot on what we do with it and our journeys. With the increased popularity of AI and GPT, um, chat GPT, sorry, I keep calling it GPT chat. <laughs> um, we have to, uh, you know, look at what is going on even more because so many things are real, so many things are not real. What is real is the impact of all of that technology and everything um, that is out there that's changed the fabric of how we consume information, entertainment, uh, what triggers are actually, you know, emerging out of consumption of all of this. Because when you think about it, there is so much more now that can contribute to these triggers. And again, you know, no one's perfect. We all have the triggers. So what are they? I mean, they can come up now at any time and whether it is, here's the bottom line with these triggers. And I think it's true now in our society at this time that we're living in, in 2023 than ever before uh, because of all the stimulation and everything coming from all directions at us at all times. Um, 
it's hard to discern what's real and unreal anymore, you know, and so many choices. I think also we are absolutely overwhelmed by the amount of choices for entertainment, for information, and discerning all of this and what is really the reality is becoming more and more convoluted because of uh, not only it being sometimes, you know, veiled, right, by the source and or provided in a, some kind of type of false information, um, but also, you know, just because uh, people have all these different opinions. And I think, um, of course, here I am talking about stuff, which is my opinion. <laughs> On the other hand, um, you can find information supporting this. And, and as you know, because we're all living in this world, uh, that's basically what's going on. I'm just sort of pointing out the obvious, basically, in some sort of, you know, a concise manner, hopefully. So in, in any case, um, this trigger discussion is so, is so interesting to me, because you can take it further into, you know, like, Okay, so whatever the trigger is, having too many drinks, and here we are on Cinco de Mayo, right, which is um, a cause of celebration for many, and um, there is nothing wrong with having a little spirit and a little um, celebratory, you know, uh, drink. However, to some people, this is a very, very difficult um, thing, because if that's the trigger, it's, you know, it's going to snowball into something else. So that's the, the thing. Now, the core of it, the really what it comes down to it in, in my view is that as long as we get the triggers to control our actions and reactions, you know, we may think we're in control, uh, but we're not. We're not in control of our lives if we cannot control the result of what the triggers bring, because the triggers themselves are always going to be there. There is no such thing that that you can avoid all the triggers in your life. I don't care what you do. You can lock yourself up in in a room and, you know, you're still going to be exposed to the Internet, to the TV, um, how many times have you, you know, like binging uh, a, sh- a new show on Netflix, right? Um, that's now become a-, a huge thing as well. And, um, you know, how do you feel when it ends, right? When the, the show ends, you feel it's like a low. It's like you've been on a high, especially if they're good shows. They can be really, you know, uh, interesting and entrancing almost. And you you lose yourself in that world. And a lot of the times it can open up your mind. It can, um, you know, spur creativity. It can help uh, with other areas of your life to bring clarity and retrospection, for example. And it's wonderful because that's the idea, right? When someone writes a wonderful script or a wonderful show, um, it's, you know, it is its goal to some extent to make a difference, to um, to have some impact on the world and let people see things that they have not seen before. And at the same time, when it ends, 
um, you feel like you're lost. You're like, where, where am I going to go now? What's, what's next? And of course, AI and um, Netflix, you know, is, you know, part of it when they, they know what you may want to watch. And especially if you tell them what you like, and they also can see, right? So they can see the shows that you like and, um, and they can recommend other shows and movies and, and series that you may be interested in, which is fine. It's wonderful. And at the same time, uh, you know, we need to know how to control this and know that that's a trigger. And this is the result of the trigger is to try and watch another show because we just got triggered because we're sad because the show ended and so forth and so on. So I think just like any other uh, issue or problem or whatever we're facing, the important thing is to, to recognize it. So thanks, Russell Brand, for bringing it up. I think it's a huge topic. And especially nowadays, it's very worthy of exploring further and understanding and, and, you know, sort of internalizing it for each one of us so we can help ourselves um, with all of this that, you know, is all around us all the time, every day. Um, already then. So um, happy Cinco de Mayo <laughs> on that end. We don't want to go overboard, right? We want to still have some fun in our lives. However, definitely, um, I think it's a, it's a great tool to, uh, to start noticing and basically be more self-aware and know what's going on so we can be more in control. All right. <laughs> Enough said. Stay informed, be well, and be kind. And I'll talk to you soon. Ciao. This has been a production of Do You Eve Media. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.